Hi, my name is Nathan Clark. And my name is Jamie Clark. And you may know our team from... Go to NathanClarkTeam.com and get top dollar for your home. We've been one of the top real estate brokerages in Rhode Island for the past 11 years now. And it's been about 20 years we've been selling real estate, but real estate's not our only passion. If you're looking for information about the technical side of real estate, this probably is not the podcast for you. But we will be talking a little bit about real estate. But if you're interested in entrepreneurship, building businesses, marketing ideas, this is the podcast for you. Hey, this is Nathan Clark, and I'm with Tara Granahan today. Tara, welcome Hello. to our show. Hello. So good to see you guys it's great in person. See, right? And Jamie's in the studio also. Yes, I'm here. I'm totally ex excited to see Tara. <laughs> Tara, we terrific. shook hands even. Yes. Yeah. I shook her hand. It's totally a different world outside of uh, COVID now, and it's starting to be surreal as we go out there to see people without masks on. I know. Uh, and stuff I know. Like I, you still, it's just the weirdest thing to say. You know, for about a year and a half, a bunch of my girlfriends, we said we were going to do one day a month. If you can make it, you can make it. If you can't make it, you can't make it. This was pre-COVID, right? Okay. First Tuesday of the month. So if you have something, the kid's playing a game or there's a grab, whatever, just don't go that month. Mm. We're not going to change it. It's going to be the first Tuesday of the month. So there might be four people. There might be seven people. I think the biggest one was probably 12. You know, and so we just, this Tuesday, June 1st, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. June 1st. We just started up again, but we're still going. Can we hug each other? Can, is everybody yeah. is everybody good? Right. You know, you know. We, do I ask them if we're you're vaccinated? It's just so weird. It is. When you still see people, you're like, do I shake their hand? Do I do a fist bump? Can we hug? Yeah. I right. Know. Well, we're, we're gonna get past it. That's you, all. You and I spoke about it briefly when we we're on the phone for uh, setting up the interview, and it's uh, you know, do you even ask people about it? Is it kind of like? You know, when people back in the day with my mom and dad, anyway, no one ever asked who did you vote for as far as right, like presidential. Right. So is it like that? I think it is sort of like yeah. that. And I didn't think it was going to be a thing. So once I heard other people start to say, I can't believe someone asked me if I was vaccinated. I thought, oh boy, I guess I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah. You know, like I didn't ask how much you weigh or your bra size. I just said like, every, everything good, can I come in? You right. know, because, and, and especially when you're in between the first shot and the second shot, I thought it was sort of a, a known thing. But then again, I was one of those hesitant people. I didn't know if I was going to get vaccinated right. in the beginning. I thought, well, I've got a little bit of time because, you know, they were going to the older, older people and then we're going to trickle down. And I, I only had one person in my house get COVID, test positive, and the other three of us didn't. Mm. So While they were in your house and they got yeah, COVID. Wow. Yeah, one of my kids. And, uh, you know, he, he said he didn't feel good. I can tell it. He doesn't care what I tell. But he said, I just don't feel good. I'm achy. And this was right before New Year's. And I said, then get out and just run over there to the Wickford train station and quickly get the test because it's going to go, you know, right mm -hmm. through the house if that's the case. And he did. It came back positive. He went right to his room. He was the only one that used the upstairs bathroom. Everybody else, you know, my husband is on the road a lot, so that's fine. And um, and then myself and my daughter, which stayed in the downstairs, and he just, you know, I... Uh, here's your lunch. Slide, yeah. slide <laughs> yes. in. Yep, slide I would leave bit. it on the little table outside the door and then run. <laughs> He's like, you're treating me like a leper. But he stayed in his room, but he didn't, doesn't mind that. Yeah. He's that kind of a guy, you know. And and it, and it we didn't get hit. The next day he had no symptoms, but he still stayed in his room for a few oh. weeks. Jamie yeah. and I, uh, we got the virus. You had it first. Oh, I got it and I gave it to Jamie. <laughs> then, but you know what's amazing about it is my son, Ben, he's going to be eight next week. 
he was with us the whole time and it, it didn't get to him. There's no rhyme or reason. Even some of my relatives, one got it, one got like nothing but tested positive. You know, it just, yeah. and then somebody was down for the count and has the residual, whatever, cough, chest, you know, who knows? I just want to get to the other <laughs> side of this, right? Right. Just no. slowly getting back to normal is, feels good enough. Going to point. the store, I'm starting to see, I would say about 40% of people don't have a mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still about 50, 60% of people have a mask on. You know what I said store. the other day on the on the air? And it could have been where you go, right? So I, I stopped in the shoe store on Route 2 in Warwick. So those predominantly women, right? There were a couple guys, you know, some couples. But it was the men that didn't have the masks on. And the women were all walking around head down and had their masks on. I just carry it with me. I don't know if somebody's right afraid or... Or if they're going to say, hey, put it on when you're in my store yes, or not. Yeah, yes. I feel the same I'm way. not going to cause a big stink over anything. I think yeah. it's about making people feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, if you want me to put it on to feel comfortable, I'm all about that. You know, yeah. it's, it's just best to be that way. I don't want to start a... Uh, We'll be respectful, it's be respectful of other people's space and stuff. Yeah, but I think at the same time, it needs to come to a point of not to get political with what's happening in the news, but um, at a point when they're saying take the mask off, then we can take the mask off. Right, right. You know? I do feel badly. I know you have a little one. Uh, I feel badly for the kids. Right. We're all running around going, hey, we can do whatever we want now, and you can't ask me if I've been vaccinated. And the poor kids are stuck in the heat. You know, we're going to have a heat wave yep. a couple of days, and why are they last? I the, don't understand. And the kids are, we just got... A notification that they can take it off outside during recess. And I didn't know. Oh, I'm sitting there going, right. they're wearing it outside? Yeah. I saw a guy in a moped. Uh, I was in Pawtucket, and I uh, saw a guy in a moped by himself, on the moped by himself with a face mask. Yeah, on. I saw a child drive, you know, riding his bike, helmet, full mask, right over the nose and mouth, yep. and he's driving down the road in the fresh air, and I thought... Benjamin loves to wear his mask. See? No, we'll no. be in the car, and I'll look in the rearview mirror, and he'll have his mask on in the car with just me and him. I'm like, Ben, take the mask off. It's gotta be, I like it. I think it's a habit type deal. and Yeah, yeah like put your seatbelt on, and you're not driving the car. Right. Put your helmet on, and you're not going on your bike. You think and, the same thing could happen with us? Like some people have just been the same oh, way. Yes. They're just like, I just put it on everywhere. I, yeah. I, I do think so. I have friends that said that they'll wear it at a concert. Mm-hmm. They'll wear it. Well, I'd wear it on a plane. I always wrap yeah. my face up. I don't want people coughing and right. I'd breathing other people's hot air. I always eat them with my clean leggings. You know what I mean? In your bags. Yeah. Stick it around your face. But I think everybody's going to be respectful the same way if you say, hey, if you're comfortable wearing it, that's good. Right. You know, I'm not going to berate you for wearing it. Exactly. But it's going to be the same way if I don't want to wear it. Right. You, know, you can't berate someone that says they don't want to wear it. So. Right. Yeah, it's good. it's not going to be a thing. I don't. I, it shouldn't be a thing, right? If you want to wear it, wear it. What do I care? I think it's I call a good it thing. mind your business. <laughs> I said, it was mind your business Monday when we got back to work after they said no, you don't have to wear your mask. Just mind your business. Yeah, we'll all be fine. Right. So you know, Tara, I didn't give you an interview. I mean, introduction to the interview. Oh, we before just we said so right we in. just jumped we right in. So if you don't know and you listen to right now, Tara Granahan is on WPRO and she's been with WPRO for how many years? Oh. Gosh, it was, I know this, September 20th, because it was my mother's birthday, the day Buddy started, too, when he came back from, quote, vacation. Oh, that's that right. was a long oh, vacation. Uh-huh. And so he was coming back onto the radio, and I came into play the same day because we switched up the lineup. So it was 2007, so I've been there over 13 years. Yes, wow. and I think we've been working together. Uh, since At least 10 or maybe. I would 20. say, yeah, I would say around 2009, yeah, 2010. Right, I yeah. think we started Almost uh, right from the get go. And I, you were on the morning show with um, John, John. Yes. With John. And then, um, and then you took the a little later in the day, in the afternoon. And then you now. Oh, well then they moved him and they put myself on with um, 
Andrew Gobeil, who was from Channel was 6, of, yes. which is interesting because I did a, a, just almost an, an equal amount of time at Channel 6 as I am now at the radio station, oh, which wow, is I didn't weird. Know I was there for 13 years. so um, And then I didn't work with him th- there because I was, you know, we were doing different time, you know, no crossover. But um, they brought him in. We did three years on that show together. Mm-hmm. And it was more of a news program. It wasn't a lot of talk. It wasn't a lot of opinion. It was very structured. And... Then he, he he moved on, mm-hmm. and I was uh, that brought in Gene Valicenti to do the morning show. So you know it's it, it is the business. Yeah. You've just got to be ready for anything, anytime, whatever. Right. And you, I think the the um, best thing to know is that you've got to be able to do more than one thing, right? And, and especially in television and and even in radio, you've got to be able to. If they're telling you, this is what we think we want to do with you now, you could either. Take a fit and storm out, but you know, go find work elsewhere, obviously, yeah. or just try to be amenable, right? Yeah, and try to yeah. up, try to be flexible. So I did three years on the morning show with John, then I did three years with Andrew, and uh, then the, Gene Valicenti came onto the morning show. So I was kind of on with Gene, and then I was kind of on with Buddy in the afternoon. So I was physically this <laughs> crazy. I was at one point. I think I was physically there in the morning and in the afternoon drive time. It's terrible. I can't even remember. That's two big personalities. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I was producing both their shows. Oh, wow. That's a little crazy. And then I think, I, then I was just on with Buddy. Then they, they kind of reformatted the morning show and, and, and got a different producer, you know, type team in there for Gene. And so I was phased out of that. And then I was, I was with Buddy, but I was also the assistant program director. Huh. So I was doing a lot of projects on the side. It was, it was when... You know, a lot of um, kind of podcasting, but, mm-hmm. you know, web webinars were going on. So I would go out to a local college and set up a panel. And then we were driving people to your website. You know, things like all that was kind of happening. You've done it all. Right. I, I didn't know you produced also. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's oh, cool. yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Now, not pushing the buttons, but yep. setting up all the material, all the guests. That's a ton of work. All the topics. Right. Every day. Uh, it was so funny, too, working with Buddy. And I can tell this story because I would have told it to his face. I covered him as a reporter. Needless to say, he wasn't thrilled that I was that broad that he's going to be forced to work with now because his longtime friend and producer, Ron St. Pierre, moved on, right? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, wasn't happy. And he just kind of pretended like he never saw me before. But when I tell you, he did not care for investigative reporters right. when he was the mayor, right? And we were on a team, you paid for it, the you paid for it team, which was all about government waste. So as soon as he saw you coming doors are slamming. <laughs> Not happy to see you. Yeah. So it was one of those things again in this business where, okay, you're going to be working with Buddy now. And he he was told, you're going to be working with Tara now. And you just made it work. And he just kind of pretended like he never even knew who the hell I was. Right. For the last 10, 20 years. So you <laughs> have lots happen. of stories. How, how long before you do an investigative reporting? And that what channel was that for? A Channel 6 I was with channel the whole six, time, yeah. I After college... Once we got, once I got into, I was at a tiny radio station in West Warwick. I know Coventry, West Warwick line, you know, going down to right, right. Box on the Market or whatever yeah, yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. And there's a house with like a giant satellite dish. Yeah. It's still there, I think. I probably would know. That, that was the radio station. Oh, I had wow. to go in at four in the morning and turn it on. Like physically like turn turn it on. Yeah. And I was the, the, the news reader, basically. There was an AP wire. Tick, 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 tick. The news came out. You ripped it. Like, rip and read is what they called it. Wow. And one day, apparently they didn't pay the bill. They came and took it out. 
So I'd have to run across the street to the gas station on the opposite side of the road and buy the journal and then just rewrite so that I wasn't, you know, yeah. copyright, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. And I would rewrite the news, the news bulletins that would come at the top and the bottom of the hour. There was a DJ. I can't think of his name and I wouldn't even say it. Sometimes he showed up. Sometimes he didn't. Well, that's good. So then I'd have to call my dad who was in this whole crazy business and say, I've got to figure out how to spin the records or put the, the discs in. And then run back over and type up the news on my type. Oh, it was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. I lasted there six months, but I was applying to a bunch of different jobs in the market. And what you would hear is you're never going to start out in a top 50 market. You're going to have to go to, you know, Paducah, Kentucky or something and work your way back. And I was pretty, you know, not aggressive, but I'm like, well, I'll just try it anyhow. There yeah. was a small new London station. And then Channel 6 called me to be an associate producer, which was, you know, kind of entry level. Do, do a little of everything. That's where I started, uh, six months after that radio station, and then I ended up just going to the TV. And so associate producer, you'd, you'd have to make a story, find a story, make it a story. Yeah, right, right, like what we would call the VOs, like the voiceovers or the VOSOTs, voiceover sound on tape. And so you'd write what the anchor was reading, yeah. and then the editor would either put the video to it. Then I was a Chiron operator, so if you're looking at the television screen and you see Governor Bruce Sundlin D in parentheses, meaning Democrat, Rhode Island, yeah. right? You, the title everybody. Right, right. Or live in Seacock, Massachusetts. We would have to physically type that in, give it all a number, like a four-digit number, and then when that shot came up while you were live on the air, you'd have to pull it up, then the director would put it on the screen. So, I, I mean, it's some funny stuff. We, we had a ball at Channel 6. I'll tell you, we were the underdog, completely the underdog. And unfortunately, and I, I think it is what it is, they still are. Yeah. Because nobody ever would put the money into it. And it was always considered um, like a New Bedford station. We, they did a lot of southeastern Massachusetts. And so that's where the signal was, right? So it just was. But everybody was there when I started there. Everybody was there. Bill Rappoli was there. Sean Daly was there. All the recognizable people, right? Um, oh, who else was there? Um, if you remember Ann Conway, uh, God bless her. Dave Lehman was there. Um, Ken Bell. Cascione was there at some Ken point. Giorsi yeah. was there at some at some point, wow. right? So, And then everyone sort of dispersed. Yeah, Mario was there, I think, even for a little while. Mario um, Mario? Yes. Yeah. Kelly Bates was there. Wow. Uh, yep. Everybody's been she there. She was hired. Yep. Everybody was there. And, and Barbara Morse was there. Wow. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. COVID. Not, not COVID. Frog. No, right. I swear it's the pollen. My eyes are like hanging. That's oh, been killing us um, weeks. But yeah, it was, a, it was a great place to learn a lot because they were mentor types, you know, real, mm -hmm. real, um, real hardworking people. And then everybody sort of, you know, went somewhere else. But I stayed. I stayed and I was anchoring the morning show and the noon. In the end, so I started as an associate producer, and then I was producing shows, and then it was Hurricane Bob. Oh, wow. Right? 91? 92, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 92, yeah. And the news director at the time said, holy blank, we forgot to put somebody at the hurricane barrier, and it was in danger of not holding. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll go. <laughs> not a good move. <laughs> and he's like, well, <laughs> I guess. So I had done, not done a live shot. Now, there's a big difference between putting a story together and editing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take out all your stupid mistakes. Knowing yeah. what's coming. And I, my first live shot was a hurricane. So I'm doing the 11 o'clock news. 
and I get a photographer in a live truck. I don't even know how to put the microphone on because we were still wired to the truck in a hurricane. So that's really safe. And I'll never forget. It was Matt McGlashan. <laughs> He's in Florida somewhere. Matt McGlashan, the photographer, is like, all right, just hold this and, you know, don't touch any of the wires. And the show, it was a Monday night and the 10 o'clock show was about the guy, the doctor living out in Alaska, Northern Exposure. Is that right? I believe so. Northern Exposure. Did, yeah. yeah. And oh, yes, yeah. the credits are starting to roll, and I realize I have nothing to say. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't talk to anyone because it was 11 o'clock at night. I didn't have any official sound to roll. And you're out I there. I have nothing to say. I don't even know if the, how the hurricane <laughs> barrier works. I was such a dingbat. So, of course, in a hurricane, there's always a bunch of drunk people somewhere in Providence, and they're all running around in the storm. Half of them don't have their shirts on, the guys, you know. And, of course, I know one of them because I worked with them on Block Island, my college summers. And I'm like, well, just stand here. Put your shirt on yeah. and just stand. I'll, Chris, he's a hairdresser now. Yep. I said, Chris, just stand here, and then let me just ask you a couple of questions. What are you asking people that are out running around with half their clothes on? In Why are you out I don't know. It was the worst live shot. Like, it, it wouldn't even make a blooper reel it was that bad. And I don't even know if I paid people to destroy it, but it never resurfaced. It's on YouTube somewhere. I don't think it is. <laughs> I will find it. <laughs> I'm going to cut right to and that I right now. I went back like privately. a soaking wet failure. Like I thought, why did I ever say so I wasn't would do that? Looks like, like ready. And oh, then no. You do the I work. wasn't ready for anything. Yeah. I wasn't. I was inappropriately dressed, I'm sure. You know, I probably had heels on. And it was um, it was a moment. It was a learning experience. There you go. Yes. <laughs> See, I, I, I can't remember things that far back. So all those embarrassing moments that. I try not to remember them. You so remember your trauma. It yes. was trauma. trauma. Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple just from in the business. Yeah. I used to actually dress up uh, when I would go and set the signs up and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, full nines, skirt, heels, all that. Yeah. And then here I am pulling big for sale signs out, slinging signs. And uh, I think about after the third or fourth listing I went to, I said, okay, that's uh, enough of that. Right. Heels and right. skirt and me with the hammer. Been, you know, there's... Wasn't working out, so then I would dress more casually and yep. be prepared for. I situation. see now a big difference, but back then it was like you had a, almost had a suit on, yeah, you know, and yeah. or dress. And now it's way more. I mean, if you shot people from the legs down, they'd probably have like slippers on or sneakers on. But yeah. we had to carry the tripod and everything. These younger journalists now—they're a one person unit yeah huh. they're doing everything digitally we had a giant tripod the photographer had a huge camera right i mean it was you know the yeah. size of a suitcase mm -hmm. and so you would have the time just like you said slug slug the tripod over your shoulder or else you were a diva if you didn't help right. you know because they've got all the the batteries were like, I got huge my they were bricks car you know? batteries yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so we you know you helped out of course yeah. but flopping around in heels in 90 degree weather twice being pregnant doing it running down the street in heels and big as a house I was having my kids, but I had them on TV. So tell me about getting into it. I know your father was a producer. He was a singer. Um, is that what influenced you to get into? Well, the funny thing is I, I probably talk more about dad being in the business, but my mother was in the business too. So she's from Rhode Island. Okay. He's from upstate Pennsylvania. He left at 17 or 18. The story of, you know, a couple bucks in your pocket. I'm going to New York because he has a great voice fantastic voice didn't really know the business and but knew some of those philly guys right like um um yep dick clark oh. and he did bandstand yeah. and he was a young act yep. and he had the fireflies uh, his own name jerry granahan 
but he also was Jerry Grant. You know, they just changed it up for different labels, I guess, you know, sort of like the traffic reporter. Yes. I wanted to ask you that. How do you come up with your, your talent name? Okay, so here's a, two really funny stories about that. So he was also Dickie doing the don'ts. So I know this is before your time. It's before my time too, but I've done the backup. The big baba. Yes, yes. Well, how about the other day? He's he's had a surgery, so he's staying at my sister's and doing a little recovery. And the other day, my sister goes, only my phone rings. And on the other end, it says, the person says, it's chubby. Is Dickie there? She's like, excuse me? Like, I beg your pardon? <laughs> chubby checker. Yeah. And he still wow. calls Dickie. Yeah. Dickie doing the don'ts. Right. Wow. Yeah. He's, so he's that's a name I recognize. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And he keeps he, it. What's a famous song that, that he sings? Um, chubby checker. Doing the twist. Doing the twist, yeah. yeah. Wow. Does he splish splash too? Is he splish? He might be splish splash, yeah. That's what I was, I was, that's I exactly what I was thinking when I heard yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I think. I All upon a Saturday he's still, night. He's still great. He's a little younger than my dad, and he checks in on him, and you know, it's, it's really funny. So, um, But Dickie doing the don'ts. So as I said, Dick Clark had a son, a baby, and they they joke was, he's named after his dad, and he, they said, well, we're not going to say Big Dick and Little Dick, and I'm just saying it because that, that's the conversation. Right. That's his name. And so they called his son Dickie Doo. I don't know why. It was the 50s. And he was Dickie Doe. And therefore, my father said, oh, that's a good name. We're going to do Dickie Doo and the Don'ts. And Rhymes. He, and Any stuck. rhyme, they would make it. Yeah. They, he had they, four gold records. Then he went into the producing side of things. And and he worked for a couple different uh, record companies. But he wanted to put a girl group together. So here's my mom now, a little bit younger than him, in Rhode Island. And she was like a beauty queen. And she did sing. And her her parents had... A restaurant mm -hmm. and so they had entertainment after a certain hour it's now the islander if you know where that is oh yes in warwick right. yeah we like yeah. going there oh yeah so yeah. The, the so before that it was tommy so that's my grandfather and they would pull open you know like one of those retractable <laughs> dividing doors oh, right. after dinner and then the there was a dance style. floor so i mean could you imagine like how fun that would be to have that now yeah not a club mm -hmm. but like you could just dance with a live band yeah and it was wildly successful. A lot of the politicians went in there, and my mother would sing. And so she wanted to go to New York. So her dad, my grandfather, would take her on the train, go to New York. And so the story goes, there's my dad. Now he's in the producing end of things, and he's, I think it was a VP of the record company. And he sees, she's got great legs, my mother. So he sees great this legs. woman. She was a beautiful, beautiful woman. And it still is. And she's walking down the stairs, and he was like, oh, okay. And so he put her in The Angels, which is my boyfriend's back. So you know that song. Right? Yes. You know the... Yep. I do. Yeah. Okay. Done that too many times in my life, too, as backup. So he put her in The Angels, and she did not last very long in New York. She always wanted... She was more... I want to go back home. I want to go back home, very close to her family. So she did her stint, and then went back to Rhode Island. and then they, But they stayed together. Mm. And that's a damn miracle. <laughs> Yes. One would say they are still together and they have been together for a long time. But um, it's been a funny life. But it yeah. makes you resilient. And so that you know? got you into just the idea that you were just around the right people. I mean, what made you at such a young age get into? Well, oh, so so I, thank you for keeping me on track. Yeah. You're a good producer. The So when I, I try, my, my sister went into the entertainment side, acting, singing, dancing, big choreographer. So she had a studio. And I competed in dance, you know, my whole life. My mother had a big dance studio later. My sister had a studio. But I thought, this is probably not what I'm going to do. So I 
went, you know, with, with my girlfriends, let's go to URI, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to college. And the, I was being pressured, but because it was my own fault, to declare a major, you know, at, in my junior year. And I'm, I went and did a, um, a semester abroad, and you're getting the letters at home. My grandmother's calling me saying, um, I think you have to do something, and they're going to throw you out. I'm like, oh, I have to declare a major. That's right, part of this whole thing. And the only classes that I really kind of liked were English classes and writing, and I took a journalism class. And yeah. I said, all right, I'll declare my major as journalism. <laughs> so when I got back, I had to take a lot of journalism classes to kind of catch up to the, you know, fulfilling your requirements right. of your major. And I really liked it. I really liked it. So I, that's kind of how I stuck with it. Now, but in hindsight, my mother, after getting out of that whole thing here at home, worked at Channel 12. She started doing like the traffic logs, which you're very familiar with. Right. When Salty was at WPRO. No school for us glass. Okay. Yeah. And so she was like the traffic girl and then bopped over to Channel 12 and ended up being on Dialing for Dollars when it was a talk show. So tell me this isn't weird, right? Yeah. So she was at WPRO Radio, which it was probably called WPRI back then. Yeah. Okay. Switched. Channel 10. No, no, the radio, our radio station oh, that radio. I work with now. Yeah. yeah. WPRI is, I think. It's Channel 10, 12. It's 12, Channel 12 NBC, now. Yeah. But the radio station, for some reason, was WPRI mm -hmm. as well. Huh. I know. Yeah. I Maybe it was owned by the same people. I would have to go back and look. So she was at that the radio station. Then she was at Channel 12. And, you know, of course it was the late 60s, early 70s, and it was Hank Bouchard was the host. Anyone who's a little bit older than us listening would know this. It was a talk show, like a community talk show. They'd bring on guests, right, before the podcast days, talk to people, and it was live. And she was sort of, you know, the pretty lady sitting there. And But then she'd get up and sing if she had to, if the guest didn't show up. Gap, and yeah. she would drag us, I don't even know if I was in school, um, to do me and my shadow, my sister and I is a little is a couple years older. You than grew me. up in this whole, this whole. So it was like, all right, put your tap shoes on because someone's not here, and we have ten minutes. Go do me and my shadow. Believe <laughs> my, I was just following my sister. Like I didn't know what I was doing. The pictures are like unbelievable. Like oh my god, I think my tongue was still hanging out of my mouth. I'm like my god, how old were we? So we were filling time, right? Oh, fill time. And the nuns would always say because we went to Catholic school when we were little. These kids were never in school. Yeah. You, you, they said, you must have good teeth because your mother always took you out of school and said you were going to the dentist. dentist. Oh. She was shoving us over here and doing yep. <laughs> But uh, so, yes. So in hindsight, I kind of followed my mother. Yeah. Because I'm now at that same radio station doing something completely different, obviously. But um, I did my internship for television at Channel 12 where she was doing dialing for yeah. dollars. She actually did. Uh, she was, I think, the first female weather buddy, woman, whatever they were calling them. Cool. She had a photographic memory. So they said, well, maybe we'll have you get up and do the weather. And she ran to the Warwick Public Library and just ate some books mentally. She was doing the weather. So she always seemed to, I think I get a lot of that from her. I give her a lot of flack because she's kind of funny. But um, she's your mom. She's mom. She's mom. Yeah. So we kind of, we kind of, the two of, you know, we really did pick up a lot. And here I am still doing this. God. Shh, don't tell anybody else. I was, I was I was 10. I did. I just, right? while you were talking to who I was thinking, Doing I did an interview dancing. with you when I first started. I remember we did like a, it wasn't a, it was before a podcast even existed, I think. Were we downstairs at the radio station? We were downstairs, station? we yep. were just in a backdrop and we did an interview and it was, you know, kind of promotional. It was definitely promotional for uh, for the real estate business yep. and stuff like that. We had a good time. I remember that. And that was, that was probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. I bet it was. Yeah, time does fly. It, and with kids, it makes it go by even faster. It does. No. All of a sudden, you're just like, I remember when they're little, 
I see little kids now. I'm like, I remember when mine was little. Right. And now I look at him and he's big and I imagine that continues as. as sure does. Older. Yeah. Sure does. I've been saying a lot these days. I, you, you know, you go back, I don't know if it's their birthday or you're finding a photo for Facebook or whatever. And you see them when they're little and you're like, oh, I wish I could go back to that. Right. But right now with all the, like what they're teaching in school, if you're on board, if you're not, uh, you know, this whole thing with the pandemic, they're adults, you know, they're in their twenties. So I'm like, I don't feel like going back now. Right. It's a lot for you guys with young. It's a yeah. lot for parents right now. And I think as adults, we forget too, because it's like, oh, well, you know, you go through your day and like there's days where like, it's usually when I'm like, oh, it's going to be a really easy day. I don't have much to do. Turns into a mountain of a day. Yes. And you go home and you're like, ah, da, da, da. and then you have the, you know, Ben will be there. Talk, 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 mom, 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 mom. And it's like, all right, just give me a minute. And like, mm-hmm. you forget to remember that, you know, he is in school with a mask on. The entire All time. day. If right. that was me, if working somewhere, oh. I'd be fired because I wouldn't, I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. I yeah. Wouldn't. It's, I think it's a lot of pressure for these kids and, and what's normal, right? Um, I had someone call in a caller to WPRO and he, he dropped his daughter off. I think he said seventh grade and you don't have to wear your masks outside. Not, the kids don't either. Right. So he pulls up and all the kids have their masks on and, and she put her mask on. He said, you know, you don't have to wear it. And she said, no, I don't mind. I don't mind. It's almost like they're going to have to almost not be reprogrammed, but you're going to have to keep reminding them what this, this was only supposed to be for a short time. Right. This isn't forever. Right. But it might be for some people. Who knows? It really might be. Um, you know, it, it's always tough, which leads me to kind of my next question I was going to ask you. Like, I see you online and I'll, you know, we're friends on Facebook. Yeah. It's all comments and things mm-hmm. that you put out there. And I get it. There's the tower and then there's tower at work. Uh, yeah. How do you keep yourself out of, I don't want to say the mud, but your personal views on, yeah, being indifferent. on things, being indifferent on, on topics that, uh, that come Well, up. with this talk radio gig, you really can't. Mm. You can't. Now, I think when we talk about online, say a Facebook post, I'm trying to get a gauge of how, how people you know, feel. Right. And quite frankly, over the last few years, it's really 50-50. <laughs> and I think that's just because the, the whole political... Um, craziness that we got into, you know, right. with starting with Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. You just saw that like the Red Sea was parting with, yeah. the, with the Blue Sea. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And it right. was just, wow, you're either over here or you're over here. And so, but on the air, I learned maybe a little bit of the hard way, you know, again, I, when I was giving you the whole timeline, boring, but of, of me at, at WPRO. I think it's cool. I thought it was good. You know, yeah. I was kind of like the newsy person. Yeah. That's what I came from. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really engaging with opinion. And if you think about it, Buddy Sansi really didn't either. He he was had all, very strong opinions, right? But he wasn't. He had his own way of doing his show. It's kind of like eating, let's pick Buddy's brain for three hours, eating right? sandwiches while doing the research. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll tell you, he'd pull in. Show starts at three, yeah. right? You know, you know the drill. It's we're in a news break, right? Morning or afternoon news person's on, yep. and he's not there yet. Da, 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 right not there yet yeah. so i'm in the control room with the online you know the on-air producer yeah the guy or gal that's going to push the buttons and get us all on and i'm sitting in that part of the studio and the the big studio is empty chair sitting there sometimes he'd call in from the car driver and he's screaming at the driver you know george i'm like oh Oh, please don't open his mic. You know, don't put him on yet. So half the time I had my left side of my brain with the Buddy Cianci show and my right side of the brain was 
me doing the Buddy Sancy show if he just doesn't feel like coming in. Right. <laughs> right. Or at 320 when he says, I don't feel like doing this anymore. I'm going to go. <gasps> so you have two and a half hours to film. Yeah. So I always had two shows running in my head. So you got to really be prepared and be like ready on your feet. Because I did, yes, I didn't do a show like he did a show. Right. Yeah. But he could tell stories and everybody wanted to hear them. I don't think they want to hear my <laughs> stories that much. You know, I, I was more topic looking for opinion right. driven kind of a, of a show. But in the beginning, um, I was doing a Saturday show for a, a while too. And that was my way of just being to be alone and not having to be with a other person right a co-host or the whatever it was yeah. their show and i'm kind of there and that was where you really get your feet wet and you learn that the talk radio audience especially at wpro if you are not on top of your game you are lunch hmm. they will eat you for lunch you're and saying listeners yeah, yeah. because it, you know that they we call them your p1 listeners right your your top they don't miss anything and, and you the, know them by name Many of them, yeah. many of them. But it, even as far as like the structure of ratings and listening habits, the P1s are your really hardcore people. And so if you were going to do like wishy-washy, you know, did you, um, when do you start your planting season? <laughs> <laughs> and me, listen, I got to be honest with you. I'm obviously a woman and there's not that many of us, right? Especially there's not any around here mm -hmm. anymore. So I think I have a little bit more of a challenge to not do fluffy stuff. Right. I, and it was always in the back of my mind, even if some of the males did the fluffy stuff, like mm. I don't know how to use my new iPhone or I, I knew I couldn't go there in the beginning. Now it's, it, all, it, open. It, it's all, it's, yeah, right. it's all easy. But in the beginning, you know, I, I was cautious, if not preventing myself from putting my opinion out there because I didn't quite know in the beginning if that's really where I wanted to be. As in talk show, but if you don't, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. doesn't. No, work. I think you do a great job. It's uh, it's a very entertaining uh, show to listen to, and uh, I listen every day. And I know yep. about uh -huh. the introduction. You. you know, you come in usually, you're always <laughs> right on at nine oh eight. Yeah, you know, yes. after Jamie. Jamie tells me everything that's going on. I don't get to listen to the radio as much because. Uh, I hear the ads. You do great. You do I'll great with those. Jamie. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Every time I go into Jamie's car or truck, I'll I'll turn the. Uh, the car on it's yeah, on PRO. Yeah. It's funny because it's um it's it it's happened over the past two years. So I always listen to nine nine seven, but we live in Gloucester, right? So yep. it's like going from Japachet to like in town Harmony Japachet, and for some reason it's it's almost like the radio signal is lessened, and I don't know if it's because I've gotten a new truck, um, but it doesn't reach as far as it used to. So what the engineering folks tell us is we we're st we got, uh, you know so for people that are listening we simulcast right so we've always been six thirty a.m. right. And then they picked up 99.7 FM simulcast. Same exact programming, just on two different channels. And it seems to be, and I don't know about, like, you know, it, when you hit basically the airport, yeah. Warwick, and you're going south, the FM channel is much stronger. Okay. But if you're going north. I switch. I have to yeah, switch. Because, the AM. Because yeah. the FM channel comes out of Wakefield, I think. Okay. What I, yes. not Wake, it comes out from down yep. South County. W-E-A-N, Wakefield. Yes. yes. That's, that that's our side. So the, yeah. uh, you guys come out of... E, where are you East guys? Providence. East Providence. On you come out of East Providence and the, the FM comes out of, um, yeah. down towards, is it Wakefield? Wakefield. Yeah, yep. Wakefield. Wakefield, Providence. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's certain the, areas the legal they ID they call it. I know. I switch it. Oops, 630. And I don't miss anything. Sometimes you have a problem with the tower or the signal or, yeah. or what have you. And then, um, it, you know, it happens. But it's, yeah, it's stronger on FM going south. Okay. 
and then stronger on AM going north. Yeah, it's been a question, and I was like, oh, is it, it's, I don't think that's really worthy to call the radio station and ask, what about your radio <laughs> signal? <laughs> well, people do. We'll, we'll be on the air, and they'll say, I, I can't hear you on streaming, because now there's so many ways. The, the app, the stream, the, yeah. ham, the website, and uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know because I'm not there, right? Yeah. I'm on the air, so <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that you can hear us. You can be the yeah. Verizon guy. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I can hear you. I can, hear, can you hear me now? Well, Liz, we appreciate your time very much. Thank you for oh, coming by. Oh, thank you. I got to ask you, though. Oh, boy. Uh, oh. Going around places, right? Uh, are you able to go, being on radio, not TV, where people see your face every single day, do people recognize you like when you go to the store? It used to be the TV thing. Yeah. Right? Now it's my voice. Right. So you talk and so then people So it's not go. necessarily looking. And it's funny what people remember. Like, I've, I've worked... I've worked in a lot of different places, but I was really at Channel 6. And they'll say, I remember you from Channel 10. It's like the one place I didn't work. <laughs> you were on with someone. So I'm like, no, that wasn't that. Pick three Maybe channels. Was, yeah. You have three channels. Pick one. Right, right. And, and so that's always funny. But they remember you. They, yep. They'll tell me stories. One day, we didn't have, a, uh, we didn't have a, um, a news director at Channel 6 at one point. You know, they were switching off. Somebody must have gotten fired. Who knows? And we were doing the morning show. And I was doing it with Mark Searles, who's... Now at Channel 10, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Weather. Yes. And he started at 6. Yep. And um, we were doing the morning show and the noon show. And I drove in one day and I thought, oh, I think there's a bird on the top of my minivan. Because I had a minivan. I had two little kids. I'm like, oh, what is that? And it's 4 o'clock in the morning, so it's pitch black. And it's Orm Street. Some days you'd have to run for the door because you didn't know who was going to be there. And I'm <laughs> juggling the coffee. and the, yeah. <laughs> so you just you make a beeline in there and then lock the door behind you. So I get up there and it's a Barbie doll. So my son hummed his sister's Barbie doll on top of the minivan, and it made it from Exeter wow. to, to Providence, wow. downtown Providence. But she had, like, a leaf in her hair, and she had dirt on her face. One leg was up behind her head. And I'm, I take it down. It was so funny to me. Yeah. Probably punchy being on the morning, you know, that early morning weird cycle of hell. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sleep, and you have two kids. I'm like, ah. So I take Barbie in, and for some reason, I put her on the set, and she was she was like, we called her Carjack Bobby. Um, uh, yeah, Carjacked Barbie. She was dirty. I left the leaves in her hair. And she'd lost a shoe. <laughs> and, you know, someone came up to me, well, years ago, but certainly like 10 years after that, and said, all I can remember was you guys laughing. Because we didn't have a boss. So we, and, and actually, guess what? No offense to Channel 6. I love them. That's where I, I was there. I lived there. I grew up. I had my kids there. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it's like such a part of me. They've never had good ratings and so like couldn't even get close and channel 10 was a monster in the morning now channel 12 is a monster in the morning as well right but not when we were there so we were actually number two at one point that's not in the history wow. no. of channel channel six ever mm. ever and i wear that thing with a like with a badge and, right. I, and it was both with steve cashioni and mark searles so i give them steve both Cascione. and they're like incredible friends of mine yep. cashioni i could kill him Yep. He calls me bad names. I call him bad names. Yep. But it's all such and fun. Right. He's such a funny guy. And Mark's like my younger, he's like my brother, you know? I met him, I mean, his wife worked there before they got married. So they were both working there. We, we vacationed when the kids were little. So, I mean, yeah, I, he's a great guy. Um, but, yes, yeah, so Carjack Bobby was, Barbie was there. And someone came up to me in a store and said, I, I just, every time I see a Barbie doll, I, you guys were laughing so hard because we got away with it. Yeah. But guess what? It helped the ratings. Right. We didn't have somebody breathing down it our neck. Right. It was so real and funny. Well, laughter, yeah. laughter can be infectious, you know, or smiling. I do this cheesy thing. I'll tell the team and new members when they come on. Yep. But I try to make one stranger 
someone that I do not know, or even like if it's like someone in the grocery store that you may know, make one stranger smile. And it's even better like when you can kind of tell maybe it's like a little bit of a curmudgeon. Yes. And I get that. And then you just look at them and you just smile and like as big as you can, even if it might not be fully genuine, but you just do it. (laughs) And then they smile back. It's like, yes, you get it. That's, um, That's nice. That the, um, you, you said to me to get recognized. So it, so it is my voice. So we went to, I, you, I just think I said this before we started the uh, rolling. I went to Block Island for a couple of days mm-hmm. and I did my college summers out there to pay, pay to, for go to, to go to college, right? Oh, you worked at the hotel? Or? I worked at the National, the yep. one with the big porch, right? Mm-hmm. So we were, it was a uh, Monday and we, were, we get on the ferry and I just kind of rolled onto the ferry, like no makeup, just who cares, you know, throw a baseball hat on, whatever. And you had to wear your mask on the ferry still even this past Monday, because they are governed by the United States Coast Guard, so it's a oh, federal thing. Okay. Like, oh, no, you're kidding me. We're out in this beautiful fresh air because last Monday was so nice. All right, fine. We'll put the mask back on. And don't you think I hear, Tara Granahan, getting on the ferry. I'm like, you have got to be Steve kidding me. Steve No, it wasn't. But it was a very good friend of mine. So I've known him since I was like eight years old. I go, what are you doing here? He yep. was doing business over there. Yep. He does uh, internal um, blinds and shades and he was doing champlins yep. and, and hooking them up with all their window treatment or whatever. But he screams my last name. I have no makeup on. Could you just have it's said my that. first name? Now everyone's looking at me. I look like a yeah, thank like bedhead. Yeah, no makeup. I'm like, son of a gun. Then we get off, we, we um, get off the ferry, left our bags. We were staying at the hotel. We're going to go have lunch. And I didn't have a mask on, but I still didn't put makeup on my face. <laughs> And so we just wanted to just, who cares? We're not going to see anyone. It's before the, you know, the season is kicking and there weren't weren't that many people on the boat. And I'm talking to my husband. I'm digging through my bag, looking for something because I'm the bag lady. I have too many things in my bag. I'm looking through the bag and I'm talking to him saying something. And I'm talking loud because he can't hear great. And I hear Tara. And she was down below, you know, the shops down below the National Hotel. And it was a friend of mine. Now, she had a mask on. And I said, how did you know it was me? She said, I heard you from inside the, Your voice. Wow. Inside the shop. Yeah. So that nails me now. Yep. Yeah. You know? Well, that's how you know you made it. <laughs> I guess. Now, what about laugh attacks? Oh. Because I get laugh attacks and it's very I don't know what you're talking about. You always talk about laugh attacks. It's actually happened here. I was on I've the never phone. Had so a like laugh the nervous giggle laughs and then you just hear it in your head and then it just rips through your whole body. But you just can't. So I was talking to a gentleman. We were setting up a bill. And um, it, Cedar Swamp Road is where we're on. Right? Yes. And so he said, okay, so Cedar Slump Road. And so for some reason, I just lost it. I started laughing. And I started laughing so hard. I was laughing, like tears. I'm like convulsing. I had, to, I, I had to hang up on him. Was that a laugh track? Yeah. I had, I, said I, had I could finally up. use it. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. so Julie, she's the bookkeeper. She sits in the same office with me. So now she's laughing. So we're rolling. Yeah. And she's like, you got to call that guy back. And I'm like, all right. So I call him back. And all of a sudden, I call him back. And I'm like. I can't, I can't, I can't do, do, it. do it. I've come so home to Jamie. So what do you Jamie do on the crying. radio? Oh, when you know, I used to be so nervous. But you see, with television, you can't really like crack up if you do a death and destruction stories, right? So like you can't, that's worse. Yeah. And I remember, and poor Cascione, he's going to ask for royalties if he hears this podcast because we're mentioning his name. He, he he and I were sitting there and I had just come back from having one of my kids. I can't remember which one, but. One of them. And it was, it was hot, and, and, you know, and so, so it must have been my son. Yeah. Thinking of seasons when they were born. Come back from maternity leave, and you know you're not exactly. You're still like <laughs> shoving everything, all your parts into your clothes. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it was only three months, and looking presentable, but not feeling like you know. I just had a baby for crying out loud. Yeah. And so he says something like, "Going to the beach, uh, something, something." You know, bathing suit. And I jokingly, you know, that happy talk, the cross talk they call it. Right. You know, you get away with a little something, something there. 
And I said, oh, going to the beach. I said, I'll be under a, I'll be under a, a sheet is what I said. And he goes, and I'll be under there with you. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> like he, he meant like, oh, I'm not ready for a bathing suit either. Yeah. But it's the way he, he said that. Yeah, I yeah. said, it, it's out of a blooper reel somewhere that Channel 6 has. And I, I'm so upset that I lost my copy. And I'm always asking people, can we get that back? Because sometimes, what are you going to do? Yeah. So we... We're laughing. Then there was another one. Oh, you guys broke out. Oh, we broke it down laughing. And then, he, <laughs> but he still had to walk to the what we call the chroma key wall, right, and yeah. do the weather, and he couldn't oh, pull it together. And another time, the light above him exploded. It was like I thought. I'm like, shots fired. I'm under the desk, yeah. but the camera's on him because he's doing the weather, and it all rained down. His hair was burning, and I mean, what are you gonna do? Wow. He's like banging on his head. The yeah. blooper reel is amazing. Show must go on. Right? Show never, must go on. The stress of doing it live every single day <sighs> is, when, is a lot. Is just thinking about it, it's like, is this gonna be the day? And yeah. you got to roll. I still have. Uh, it's not a nightmare, but I would. I will have a dream every once in a while that I'm doing a newscast. And I can't see the teleprompter, so I look down at the hard copy, and it's all blurry. And then you have nowhere to go. Right. Or I get to the set, and I don't have any makeup on. <laughs> that's, that's my other fear, apparently, <laughs> after wearing makeup for so long. I have that one every now and then. But but as far as the radio, you can kind of roll with it now. Yeah, right. Uh, one, I won't say who it was, because I don't, I don't know if he has a sense of humor anymore. But I was working with someone on the radio, and the caller, <laughs> you type up, you know, Jane from Smithfield. Or Larry from Seekonk. And there's a town in Massachusetts that I think we all know is a sonnet. Yeah. A-S-S-O-N-E-T. Right. Yeah. He said, Asnet. I went mental. <laughs> and then he got like mad at me. Because I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. Well, it's hilarious. And he couldn't say a sonnet. So he was going, stop it. I saw Asnet. I'm like. But he, he was from it. He was from Asnet. <laughs> no, no, this was the host. Oh, okay. This was the person oh, okay. working yeah. on the show. Oh. Yeah. And it was the the caller was John from Asonet. And he yeah. said, all right, let's go to the calls. So-and-so, Joe from Asnet. And I'm like, Asonet. And he said, he couldn't say it. He was saying Asnet. I'm like, Asonet. So I, when I do, I get on that. Yeah, you can just shut your mic off, mic off at that point, though, right? You can dump your own mic. Mm -hmm. Um, but you, trying to get it back though, like yeah. being in church with your siblings or whatever, and you get those crazy giggles. It, it, it happens. It happens. It, I've got a lot more breathing room on the radio than you did on television. Yeah. You have to like, just pinch yourself. Like, oh, oh. no, like you gotta, and you can go to a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to get it back together. The worst part is hearing yourself cause you're wearing headsets and it's almost like as soon as you hear yourself start to lose it. It's over. Yeah. You know, it's like being, like I said, being in church or in, a, in an inappropriate place to be having a laugh attack. Yeah. I get that. Oh, yeah. I get the laugh attacks. My family's terrible at that. Yeah. I was, you know? I was so curious about that. I'm like, what about laugh attacks? I got to ask her. <laughs> so, but yeah, multiple times. Well, we appreciate very much being on the show. What time What time are you on now during the Nine days? to noon. Nine, nine to noon. Nine to noon. Every day. Monday through Friday, nine to noon. 99.7. And... Yeah. And at 6.30 a.m. I yep. always do the 99.7 FM. So. Yeah. And for people that, you know, we, we do a lot of podcasting now. So I know you guys, this is so, so great for you, your business. Yeah. And they can always hear the um, interviews if they go. You know, a lot of people are working during the day and they can't hear you from 9 to noon. And so they go and they listen to the interviews. And, you know, and, and then, of course, you've got Facebook and and Twitter and keeping in touch with the listeners. And, and that's the, I'm not doing the Instagram. I'm yeah. just not there. No. Kids are on there. Go have fun. But. Facebook and Twitter I'm on, and that keeps people engaged. Yeah. You know, it really no, does. Really good engaged stuff, really good stuff. You do a great job. And, yeah, you know, thank you. I enjoy appreciate listening it. To I'll that. even go online uh, to WPRO and check it out, and then there's a spot where you can just watch live when there's commercials, it just goes black. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Well, we used to, well, we had the webcams in the studio. Mm -hmm. 
Now, oh, because of COVID. COVID, we're all at home, so right. we can't see. But we will be going back in um, sooner than later. And I don't know. It'll be interesting. You know, we're going to get some new digs. We're not moving out of the building, but we get some new equipment and everything. So maybe we'll get the webcam back. Yeah. That's when you can't, like, that's when you have to go back to wearing makeup. And you can't be, uh, you know, just itching and scratching or anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chewing on a sandwich. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's all it's all good. It's all fun, and I, I'm 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 at a certain point where if it wasn't fun, I just wouldn't do it anymore. You right. know? Yeah, I can but tell it's, you. It's fun. a blast. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. tell you have fun. And yeah. I want to shout out to Nick Flanagan, my producer, who I don't know if he'll 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 be able to hear this, but um, I work with a really good guy that just um, you know is in it for the work mm-hmm. and does a really good job, and it's not about him or me. Like I dragged him to what we were getting an award and he was like, no, I'm not going to that. You know, I said, yes, you are. Cause you're doing the show. Like right. you're putting it all together just cause we don't hear you that much. He's not a, a, you know, one to grab the mic and start interrupting. Right. I have to like get him to come on the air, but um, it's, it's a team. It's not a lot of people in radio, right? It's mm. one or two people, but um, I've been lucky. Yeah. Been lucky and I'm, keep Nick as long as he can stand me. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going anywhere until I'm done. That's right. right? Well, so. guys, thank you very much, Tara. Terrific, Tara. Yeah, oh, terrific. thank you. Tara, terrific. I'm so glad yep. to be here with Nathan Clark and Jamie Clark. Yep. Yes. We're Nathan excited. Clark team. I feel like I could I could do the whole thing in my sleep. Yes, well, it's been about 10, 11 years. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you guys do. I mean, you guys do great work. I, did, I get the emails. You know, who, who, who do I do? Who do I go to? Nathan Clark team. Right. We appreciate it. Get it, it done. We appreciate it very much. We do. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. We support you, too. Thank you. I know. I, I, I love having you guys. Really been great. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show. Yes, and uh, we look time. forward to our next uh, next interview. We'll have that guys ready for you guys. And, and with that said, guys, everybody have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs>